You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Hopefully everyone is having an amazing day. And I want to tell you, you know, this has been, you know, a lot of fun. It's been a heck of a ride. Uh, and, you know, I, I know we're having a couple more guests uh, coming on the podcast. Uh, I will tell you we're launching uh, the website, which is now live. You guys can go check it out, uh, nft365podcast.com. Um, we also have some forms up there now that if you are aware of a project or you want us to uh, keep a project on our radar, you can submit it there on the form. Uh, you know, we have, I mean, the amount of people that are reaching out to be, uh, you know, guests or be part of this project has been amazing. Uh, we've been selling a bunch of our NFTs. I, I think we have less than a uh, hundred left now to to get a percentage of this, uh, you know, entire project. Uh, and the ADHD coin is uh, booming, even with crypto down. Uh, it's very easy to kind of be, you know, kind of down and out. But I will say, you know, the thing that we focus on is, the, you know, the only variable we can control when it comes to uh, the the coin. And uh, I will tell you, you know, our coin, if you look at what our ratio is between rally uh, and our ADHD coin, I mean, it is a hockey stick up and it's pretty wild to think that on, you know, November, so let's, let's just throw this out there. So exactly uh, two months ago, right? So that, you know, as we're recording this, so in November 8th, 9th timeframe, you know, we were seven rally to one ADHD. And today we are 29.9 rally to one ADHD. So as crypto ETH and uh, rally, the coin uh, bounce back through this you know kind of crypto uh, roller coaster, we are destined to, I mean, really shoot up. And I just want to say a big thank you and a shout out to everyone. Um, along with the website, you know, we also are going to have uh, blog posts. Now we're going kind of in reverse order. Uh, to support the podcast. So there'll be some more um, kind of details from each of these episodes that we've done uh, leading up to now. Uh, we also will have uh, a lot more information around any projects that I'm mentioning here on the podcast. Uh, I will say, you know, the the first place that we're dropping, you know, any alpha or information um, ahead of time is over there on our Discord. Uh, but then, you know, I am, you know, I've made a, a couple of times I've said something on the podcast first and didn't put it in the pot and the Discord. And I mean, you guys are amazing. We, we, we're pumping some projects. Uh, it's pretty wild. Uh, the three or four projects that we've given shout outs to in the last week, uh, their floor is doubled, um, which is... Uh, it just, it's just a wild ride. It's a lot of fun. And it's all because of everyone on the listeners, right? It's not uh, anything that I'm individually doing here. Uh, and so with that and said, you know, I wanted to, you know, shout out a, a couple projects um, that, you know, are, you know, that I think just kind of keep in mind. And I'll tell you, there's currently a trend in this NFT space that a lot of the mint prices are really high. Um, and I'm not really excited about that. It feels like they're either doing like free mints um, for the first 1,000 of them, or they're charging like 0.2 ETH or 0.4 ETH 
which is so interesting because, you know, for most of last year, I would say the average was more between 0.08 and 0.05 was probably where the average was for the mint prices. Uh, so I have been being a little more conscious of that and, and watching some projects um, that are coming in at a lower mint price. And so I'm going to give a, this was a lower mint price, but it also just means that the, the floor kind of starts out uh, at a lower price point, which is nice because you can still get in on the like, kind of the secondary market. Uh, and so there's three projects I just want to give a shout out to. I currently, uh, in my personal bag, I own uh, at least two of these uh, projects. Um, in our Mint 365, we own a couple of them as well. But uh, the three projects are the Jailed Baby Apes, and then we have the Baby Ape Mutants, which I'm not sure why. We're, we're, we're Jailed Baby Apes, the Baby Ape Mutants, and then the typical uh, tigers uh, and the typical tigers. Uh, I ended up, you know, jumping in. I've got to listen to the founder uh, for the last couple of days on Twitter Spaces. Got to, you know, build a rapport. Ended up getting up there and having a really good conversation. And I just really love what they're doing, uh, donating to rescuing, uh, you know, endangered uh, species. Also, you know, uh, kind of working in conjunction with uh, Carol Baskin. Uh, and if those aren't familiar, Carol Baskin also has a coin over on Rally, like we have here for the ADHD coin. So. Uh, those are three projects just to, to keep an eye on. And, you know, I will, you know, I want to jump into what like this episode is. And I will tell you, you know, there, there's a really cool um, poker uh, NFT project coming up. And so I'm going to give them a free shout out here. Uh, I'm not currently on the whitelist or anything yet. I'm, I'm hoping to get involved a little bit more with them. Uh, I will say if you own a crypto dad, I do believe they're, they're uh, taking care of you in the discord. They're getting you a, a kind of upgraded role, uh, but it's called crypto hold'em. Uh, and I know one of the founders is actually someone that I played poker with for a while when I was uh, playing semi-professional and, and I did, you know, seven years, of the world series of poker and traveled around the world, uh, you know, sponsored and playing poker. Uh, Maria Ho is, is one of the uh, founders, which I think is really cool. And I've seen them in a lot of Twitter spaces. Uh, so give them a check out. It's called crypto hold'em, but I wanted to just, you know, like, uh, you know, for, I've had a lot of people reach out and be like, Brian, like, Hey, you found like your perfect niche or Brian, like this is the space like you were meant to be. And, and, you know, there's an episode earlier on in the podcast where I talk about the skill set that is needed or required to be, um, you know, to really find success in this web three environment. But I also wanted to kind of throw out there, you know, like the, you know, this is, a, you know, it can be, you have to have, you know, an understanding of, you know, the, the money at play, the mental health impacts of this. Uh, and you also have to understand some of the, the nuances that exist in kind of the early adoption phase. And I will say, you know, as a poker player and, you know, I am not a math guy as a poker guy. Um, I was not one um, that was, uh, you know, really just, you know, that like, I really, to be honest, I was, I'm not a very good online poker player. Uh, I became better over the years because I was sponsored by an online poker company. Um, but the, you know, my strength was always in-person events, uh, especially tournaments, long, uh, tournament, 18 hour day tournaments. You know, I have uh, multiple six figure, uh, caches and wins, um, in very long tournaments and which, you know, I have ADHD, which, so it might sound a little bit interesting, but you know, uh, a little side note on ADHD, ADHD does not mean we have no focus, it means we have a tough time regulating focus. And for me, the dopamine hit and the, uh, you know, what happens at a at poker table is actually like the second most Zen place for me in the world. Uh, the first most Zen place in the, in the world for me is on the stage um, as a speaker, you know, doing what I do as my full time job. And it doesn't matter if it's a, a stage in front of 50 people or a stage in front of, you know, the arena that I spoke at in Chicago um, this fall. 
And, you know, part of it is that, you know, my skill set, like I said, is not the math. It's not like this, like, uh, I, you know, became like this, you know, poker genius. It was really the, the understanding nonverbal cues, which, you know, we did a podcast episode on, um, understanding the human condition, right? Like my ability to read people, to build relationships, to understand, um, trends and really just be hyper-focused on everything that is going on and, 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 and really test things out, like play into different methodologies. And so the, the first thing I wanted to share from a poker mindset, right? So like, what can we think of, you know, if you're thinking like a poker player, one of the things that you have to think about is that you don't really understand how you play with the percentages until you actually start playing with the percentages. Like what I mean by that is if you recognize that, you know, someone moves you all in and you're getting the right, you know, money on the, the odds where you calling there, you know, 10, 10 times, um, the payout will be actually, you know, much more than the actual, um, you know, than the risk will be. And I know for a lot of people that can be, you know, there's some, you know, because it doesn't mean that, every, you know, every 10 times it's going to be that way. But, you know, if you're playing into the odds and the math. And so I will say, like, if you are, you know, if you're building out a strategy with NFTs, you know, as a collector, as an investor, even just someone that's kind of just getting into the space. One of the things you want to think about is, you know, even if you're not going to buy the NFT, like write down the number, uh, you know, maybe favorite the NFT in OpenSea, write, write down, like, what is the floor price? What is the, the current you know price for sale that NFT is? And then, you know, ask yourself like what you would be doing on it, right? You'd be like, man, if I had that NFT, I would hold it for a month and then I would sell it because I, I think this is going to go up. Well, even if you can't afford to buy it, put it in your, in your spreadsheet and then put a calendar invite that says, you know, the calendar notification for a month from now. Um, and when it pops up, say like, check what that would look like, right? Were you, were you correct? What were the things that you were, were basing that upon? And so I will say like that to me is one of the reasons I've found, you know, success. And, you know, I haven't, you know, hit a hundred X home run right there. I don't have uh, a board ape or a crypto punk and, uh, you know, a couple of the guests that we're going to have here on the podcast, they have, um, like 20 or 30 of those. Um, because, you know, I will say like, I was, I had the ETH. I have a text message from a friend that told me to buy a board ape at $480. And I replied back saying, you got to be kidding me. Why would I buy an ape that has no utility? And I was just kind of understanding the space. And I also didn't buy a V friend, even though I had the ETH loaded up and I even, you know, like executed the, the initial signing of the, the contract. And then I, I pulled back and hit reject, uh, you know, just because I, at the time I didn't understand enough. And I, it seemed like such a, uh, you know, an all in uh, po- poker reference there, um, you know, approach just using one project rather than spreading it out. But so that's like my first kind of tip or, or challenge for everyone here is that, you know, you don't know what works until you try it. And if you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, it's going to be really hard to stand out or your, your chance of like hitting that home run um, is, is a lot harder. And I will tell you, you know, a couple of the people that I'm having on the podcast as guests, they have unique strategies. And my goal is not to get you to copy their strategy because their strategy works for them and what success looks like for them. But their strategy should open your mind to other ways of approaching these things, right? Like for me as a poker player, the amount of times that I made quote unquote unorthodox plays where from the outside they were like, man, Brian is just like a renegade or he's bullying people or what the hell is he doing? But they didn't understand that like I was making this overbet at the poker table to get a reaction from the person that I'm playing against, not for that hand. Because that hand, I, I was okay losing the $50 or $100 or $1,000 that was 
there, but for the big hand, right? For the in the future, because I wanted to know how do they react when there is a drastic overbet, right? So the next time when I have the nuts, which in poker terms means you have the very best possible hand, there's nothing that can beat you. I want to be able to use that to my advantage. And so a lot of what I'm doing, I will tell you right now on NFTs, is I'm splashing around and trying to figure out different ways for things to work, right? I'm sometimes buying three NFTs. Last night, I minted um, into a, the Tiger program and I bought the Tiger NFT collection and I bought 10. I minted 10. They were 0. 0.03 um, ETH. And I was like, you know what? I haven't done like a max mint um, in a couple months. I'm going to try that out and I'm going to look at it. And then I, you know, what I ended up doing was I even... Uh, I came up with that. I was like, you know what? These seem to be, there's a lot of momentum right now. I'm going to flip them for a little bit of a loss, like a $20 loss on each one. I'm going to flip five of them. And then I'm going to take that. I'm going to buy four more mints with that money um, just to see if I could get an, another rare one. Right. And so like, these are all ways that you can kind of splash around and try things out. The next thing, when I think about poker, you know, there's a different poker. There's a different approach if you're playing cash games or if you're playing tournament. And, I, and I'm, you don't have to be a poker expert to understand this, but in a cash game, you can have a bankroll, right? Someone can sit at the table and they might be, they might have a million dollars. And so when they go all in for like, just say, let's say it's a $5,000 buy-in, um, you know, or 5,000 max, they go all in for $5,000 to them. They like, you know what, if I lose it, I lose it. I got a million dollars in my pocket. There also could be people at that table at that same moment that that $5,000 is the only shell that they have for that, you know, for that current day. And that $5,000 all in, they're going to be very hesitant to do that. And when they do it, they're, they know that if they, they lose, they're out. They can't add any more money back in. And so like understanding the nuances of a cash game can really be, um, you know, it changes the way that we have to, you approach different things. Now in a tournament, the beauty of a tournament, the reason I think that I always leaned in as a tournament player was that everyone had the same risk, right? Uh, and I, I, I don't like like rebuy in tournaments, but I always liked the fact that, you know, no matter how much money you had, we all started with the same amount of chips and that if you got knocked out, if you went all in and were wrong, your tournament life was over just like all of ours was, right? So then I was able to, to have this like controlled baseline of understanding like, okay, now I know that, hey, it doesn't matter, you know, those kind of things are factored in. Now I will say you can use both of them to your advantage, right? I became really good at cash games by actually getting to know the people that were playing cash at the, at the you know, shout out to the Talking Stick Resort in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, where I played full time for uh, a good while. You know, I would just understand what, like how many shells is what we referred to, right? How many, how many times were they bringing back, uh, buying back in, in the cash game? And if someone I knew walked in and said, hey, I always have 10 buy-ins behind me, like that, I'm going to approach them differently than someone that says, hey, I always bring one extra buy-in. And if I lose both of those, I, I just leave for the day. And so you have to think about that in NFTs as well. And what I mean by that is you have to look at it like from the risk of the, of the founder and those that are launching these projects as well. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, when I'm researching and deciding if I can trust the, the founder of an NFT project, it's not only can I trust that they are going to deliver what they're actually saying, but it's also like, do they have enough skin in the game it, and are they like all in to the point where I know that, that there's no, like failure is not an option for them and it's possible that it might fail, but like they're dedicated to keep getting up and playing the, that, that long run. Right. And if I don't know the founders, if I'm unsure what their risk tolerance tolerance is or how much skin they have in the game. Well, now that's a project I might flip a little bit first uh, earlier on because I might, you know, they might end up getting to a point where 
they don't deliver on the roadmap and all of a sudden the price point goes down or they get overwhelmed or they've never run a project or managed a team before. And so these are all things you want to factor in. And most people like look at it and say, oh, I checked them out. They worked, they used to work for this company or I checked them out. Um, they seem like a decent person. I, I look at it a much different approach, right? I want to know all these nuances, right? Like how many NFT projects have they promoted? I even want to go find their uh, their wallet on OpenSea and say like, you know, how invested are they um, into this NFT community and NFT space? I, I will tell you, I'm not going to say names, but there's someone uh, in the marketing industry that is diving into NFTs right now. And I have zero, zero trust in them um, with their project because they're already pulling in a couple million dollars in three different other passive revenue streams. And this so feels like just a checkbox for them. And I listened to them uh, recently on Clubhouse as well as a Twitter space. And I was like, you know what? It just, it gives me that feeling like if it fails, they'll be like, well, hey guys, I tried it. See, Web3 isn't, isn't great. Um, if it goes well, they're like, you know what? This is you know just another passive income stream for me. And so I, I think these are things that you just have to think about, you know, factoring into your decisions, understanding uh, some of these nuances. The other part of this as a poker player is you also have to know like what you're playing with and what your risk is, right? And like when you go to a sit at that table, and let's just use this as an example, if the max buy-in is $300 and you came to the casino with $500, you can buy in for the max and then your next shell, you could buy in for 100 and you could buy in for 100 again. Or maybe you want to buy in for 200 the first time, 200 the second time, and 100 the third time. And the reason I'm using those examples is that you also have to think about it in, in that manner of the idea of saying, you know, if I have, you know, a certain amount of ETH, right? Like let's say I have, you know, 0.2 ETH. Is it better off for me to mint four, you know, four projects at 0.03 ETH or find like two projects that I can go all in on, be active in their Discord, and really, um, you know, kind of hone in on these two projects. And it's up to you. I can't answer that question for you. Nobody can really answer that question for you. It's why we say do your own damn research because you have to look at it and ask yourself like, where is that like going to fit in with you? And then the last part of it that I love about poker is that there's no one way to be great at poker, right? There's no one uh, method. If you look at some of the greatest poker players of all time, from you know Phil Ivey to Doyle Brunson, um, and to even some of the the greats that right now are are doing some amazing things over at the World Series of Poker, um, I, I will tell you that you know some people are great with like intimidation. Some people are great at trusting their instincts. One of my favorite players, Daniel Negreanu, right? Like his his ability to have like these spidey senses and lean into it, right? Like a lot of people have spidey senses. A lot of people can Monday morning quarterback. Like I knew that project was going to take off, but the people that are actually like, hey, I think that project's going to take off, and I'm going to buy in on it, and I'm going to take those actions. And so I love this NFT space because of that reason as well with linking it to poker is that, you know, there isn't just one way to do it, right? You can have a, a collection of 400 NFTs that is worth $10,000, or you could have a collection of five NFTs that is worth $100,000, or you can have a collection of 20 NFTs that you'd never even check the floor price because the networking and the connections and the communities that it's opened up for you is way more money than anything that you would ever sell those NFTs for. 
And so that is such a beautiful aspect uh, of poker. And it's also a beautiful aspect here of the NFT space. Uh, and I'll tell you, I do have a couple more episodes uh, coming up around um, some of the links between uh, poker and uh, NFTs. So uh, if you like that, you know, let me know. Uh, and also, you know, go check out that, that project. Um, I also know if, you know if you're in Crypto Dads, uh, Crypto Dads is doing, a, I believe, a weekly poker tournament um, on one of the free apps, uh, Club uh, Club GG, I believe is the, the name of the app. Uh, I'll be jumping in there um, in this weekend uh, to play in one of those tournaments uh, on your phone. Uh, so yeah, definitely check out a lot of poker options, a lot of casino options um, that are uh, you know available uh, in this NFT space. And then lastly, you know, I'll give you this, you know, I'm using these use cases uh, as how we wrap up these, uh, these episodes. And I'll say the use case I just want to throw out to everybody right now is, you know, there is definitely a use case for, you know, the idea of, of collecting NFTs or buying a diverse element of NFTs for the simple idea of finding people that you probably would have never met in real life. I will tell you, I bought, I'm not going to share the NFT name right now, but I will share it down the road. I bought an NFT and it was a more than I, I kind of wanted to spend on this project. Um, but part of it was because when I went into their discord and I started listening to the conversations, I recognized that I didn't have enough people that had their background, their knowledge, their approach to life in my life. I didn't have, a, I don't have enough of them that like I just being in there for like an hour, I was like, man. Like, this is what I needed. Like, I needed access to this type of people to broaden my, my network, to broaden my own perspective on life. And so I bought that NFT for that reason. So a great use case can simply be, like, how do we connect with new people that we wouldn't have followed on Instagram, that wouldn't have found us um, at an in-person event, that would have come to our hometown but maybe, just maybe, they're you know in an NFT community, um, you know behind one of the projects or you know holding one of the NFTs in their in their bag that you can connect with. So thanks so much for uh, checking out the podcast again. Uh, you know, big poker fan. If you're a poker fan, uh, let me know. Maybe we'll do some uh, a, a couple of poker meetups in our Discord. Uh, love to know that if you're an ADHD uh, in the ADHD Discord. Remember, if you want to jump in there, it's just Discord.gg/ADHDcoin. And that'll pop you right into our Discord. Uh, and then we have some simple instructions for you to be able to connect uh, your Rally account to um, the Discord so that you can take advantage of the free airdrops. Uh, you know, just in the Q4 of last year, I, I dropped over $19,000 uh, worth of ADHD coin uh, to the Discord community just as a, a way of saying thank you. And, and for those that are here, a part of, of this uh, community. And, and last but not least, I've been getting a lot of people saying, Brian, you're not doing this, but um, if you could, if you if you love this podcast and you're saying, Brian, I don't have the money right now for ADHD coin and I'm too new for NFTs, there's a way that you can help out the podcast without any money. And that's going on to Apple uh, Podcasts and leaving a review, a five-star review. You know, the, right now, I, I believe we have about 30 five-star reviews, yet we're, you know, 100,000 downloads. We're getting, you know, we're hitting 1,000 a, a uh, downloads in the first uh, hour or two that a podcast goes live. Uh, and so I would love it if you could just take the time, even if you don't listen to podcasts on Apple, um, the, the podcasting app is already on your phone. Uh, just select the, the NFT 365 podcast. You scroll about halfway down and you'll see where it says, write a review, tap on that, click the five stars, share your thoughts, share what, what you love about the podcast or how you found it or, 
or why you think others can turn into it. Uh, because the more we reviews we get there, the more priority and, and search volume that we get um, within the uh, iTunes ecosystem. So if you could do that, uh, I appreciate it. And even better, take a screenshot afterwards and tag me in your post. So it, it could be an Instagram story. It could be a tweet. It could be a LinkedIn. Uh, just tag me, iSocialFans, uh, with a Z or a Z at the end. And I will gladly amplify it. I will say thank you as well. Um, and I would just love to get to know more of you amazing listeners here on the podcast. So until tomorrow, my friends, as I say, make it a good one. Cheers. Cheers.